Rip it, Dan. Oh, we were supposed to be uh, recording in person today. I was supposed to be there, and I was being yeah, we responsible. Were. The theme song is so loud. It's I like, know. Dan, Dan, Dan you gotta, you gotta crank it down a little bit. Crank it down, yeah. Unrip it, Dan. This is uh, insane. But I uh, I had some bad allergies this morning. Yeah, you were like, sneezing. Well, it's probably, I mean, it is allergies. I know it's allergies, but yeah. I'm sneezing, and so yeah, if I'm I like... sneeze on these boys. Exactly. If I'm asymptomatic... And I'm sneezing, you know, I don't want to risk it. You just got your test back too. So yeah, I did a, I did a COVID this week you're, and you're, I'm negative. That's the, and that's the good one. Negative. That's negative. the good one. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's what they, when, yes, normally it's good if it's positive, like you, that's what you want in life. You want yes. things to be positive, uh-huh. but in this case, it's, it's positive ne- to be negative. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So in any okay. case, yes, I'm I'm COVID free. Uh, thank you, everyone, uh, for your support. Uh, hello, friends, idiots, and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. It is Block Party. This is episode eighty six, and uh, I'm John. I'm COVID free, John. Okay, I'm Stefan. I maybe have it. I don't know. Yeah, um, we don't know. That's Stefan why, has that's not why been I'm tested. Stefan I'm at home is right untested. now. He's wearing yeah. a condom uh, yeah. over I, his entire body. Yeah. He is good to go, and we. Dan, have, uh, I mean, Dan might have it too. We don't. Yeah, know. well, do, do I kind of just assume Dan probably does have it. Yeah, um, that's. I think it's a generally fair assumption, yeah. and I think it's a good thing to say about him when he uh, cannot defend himself. Yes, uh, we have a great guest this week as well. Uh, she is an author and a comedian. Uh, she's here. Well, she's not here, but she's on the show from Los Angeles. Ginny Hogan is here. Hi, Ginny. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, have you, uh, did, have you gotten a COVID test, Jenny, uh, Jenny, Ginny? I got a COVID test like a month ago, maybe a little over a month ago. And it was like very easy. Um, I had been protesting, so I wanted to get tested kind of in the middle of that. And I just assumed I'd be able to get tested like every other week if I kept doing it. But now it's like impossible to get a test, uh, <laughs> in Los Angeles, but I am doing another one in two weeks because I'm like going on vacation with my boyfriend's parents and I'm very scared or I'm going to their house and I'm very scared that I'll give it to them. And um, that'll be the end of our relationship. Right. And I for, forgive me for knowing this, but I, I feel like just from seeing your tweets, this is like a fairly new relationship, correct? It's like newly a relation. It's like someone I've been seeing for a while. Okay. Gotcha. But this is like, this would be really bad if you met his parents and gave them COVID. I absolutely think it would. Yeah, it's impossible to get a test here. But I do have one scheduled for July 21st. Now, is that up at uh, Dodger Stadium where they're doing all the testing? No, fortunately, it's like an Echo Park. In Dodger Stadium, I don't have a car and you can't like walk through. Mm. Oh, yeah, I did the drive. I did the drive through test. And uh, Mm -hmm. it was weird because I had like very minor symptoms. Like I just I had like a tickle in my throat and I had like kind of a dry cough. And I was like, this is probably nothing, but it had been like a week. So I'm like, yeah. ah, fuck, I guess I'll go. And then like the lady in the car in front of me was like, like I could hear her coughing through her closed windows. Like <laughs> it was like, it was like someone pulled up to a traffic light uh, with like booming, ba- like booming hip hop music playing. Like it was just, she just sounded like death. And I'm like, I'm wasting a test. I'm not, this is not, I, there's no way. If she has it, I don't have it. I mean, I'm not even sure that she had it, but I was just like, 
oh god and i felt really because they the nurse comes to like your window and then they they like ask you all like all the symptoms you're having so they list like so they'll be like okay do you have a fever do you have shortness of breath do you have nausea do you have you know whatever And there's like a list of like 12 things and i just answered yes to one of the questions it's just like do you have a cough and i was like yes and then it was like do you have this no 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 and i was like ah they, you know she probably thinks i'm a loser she probably thinks i'm making this shit up <laughs> but at least you're in canada where they have tests you know i assume i don't know yeah yeah i mean it's i i'd uh i probably should get to because i'm going i'm going to the island i'm going to vancouver island uh at the end of the summer and I feel like I should probably get tested before that. Um, but I also don't want to stick because you have to stick a thing up your nose, right? So yeah. I think maybe I'd rather just have COVID than have to stick a thing on my nose. <laughs> but it's weird because you don't seem to have a problem with all that cocaine you put up there. <laughs> all right. Well, I, uh, I, I mean, it's, I, I guess we're saving it for the social media update. But you were talking about someone like coughing and probably having COVID. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This uh, is we, we haven't really talked that much about COVID on the show. I feel like we've like kind of avoided talking about it. But this week, I, yeah, we've which is I, weird because we're both uh, uh, epidemiologists. I had to <laughs> think for a second about how to pronounce that. Which is a good sign. I feel like even epidemiologists have a hard time saying it to people. You know? The COVID or epidemiology? <laughs> both, both. Yeah. Well, it's tough to know what the nineteen stands for. It's a kind of a mystery. A lot of people are saying a lot of different. things. I mean, I'm so I'm such a stupid guy, and like that's sort of like the whole point of the show is how stupid the both of us are. But like, I think me maybe more so than John. I mean, I played up a little bit, but I am definitely stupid. So I think it would be irresponsible of us to talk about COVID, even though I think we believe all the right things about it because we're just like listening to the people who know what they're talking about. You know. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not, you know, 5G. I've, I don't even know. 5G, first of all, to me sounds bad because when I have 4G on my phone, the connection is slower. So I think 5G is worse. So that's why I don't want 5G. It's not, it's not because of a conspiracy. It's because I'm stupid. And I think it's actually worse, even though it's better. So that's how dumb I am. What's um, the about 5G? Well, I think there's, there's a lot of them. One of them is that it causes COVID. So yeah. If you actually tweet, we didn't have COVID before we had five G. So, yeah. like, you know, I mean, it's obvious they must be related. If if you tweet the phrase five G coronavirus, um, Twitter will automatically append like a warning to your tweet where it's like, "This tweet contains misinformation." Like, here's the facts about COVID. Um, I feel like I should do that. That's fun. Yeah, I don't know if it like is. I don't know if it'll actually get your account shut down. I mean, I guess it'll get it like flagged or something. But I've seen people do it as as like a joke, uh, and it and it gets it gets flagged like immediately, um, like as you post it, which is very funny. Um, I don't. I mean, just to be clear, I don't think five G causes uh, coronavirus, um, but I do believe in all the the Wayfair stuff that was going around. That's that's all real. <laughs> oh, to me. that shit was oh, not. I saw that. I mean, I didn't really look too much into it. Uh, uh, well, it was basically like the people people found these like items on Wayfair that were that were like way more money than they should be, like like a ten thousand dollar trash can. Uh, and then someone just like came up with the idea that the trash can is ten thousand dollars because it comes with a person. Well, trash can. So they were they were all like big like wardrobes and cabinets basically, yeah. but they were like industrial wardrobes and cabinets. 
Um, so apparently it wasn't even a pricing order, but they all had like a lot of them had like, you mean? Yeah. Uh, a lot of them had names like, like people's names. Uh, and so the theory was that if you wanted to order like a child on the internet, you would go to Wayfair and buy a $10,000 industrial cabinet called like Um, Jacob or something. But I think like, not that I know anything about child trafficking, but I assume the child traffickers want to make sure the person buying the child is like, like they know them. So they're not going to just have, they're not going to just sell them to anyone. Right. Because what if someone is buying an industrial cabinet for real or an industrial wardrobe or whatever, and there's a kid inside, well, that's going to blow up the whole operation. Right. (laughs) Yeah. They're going to reveal it. Yeah. yeah, They're going to be like, this came broken with a child inside. (laughs) Cause it's just, it's the whole idea of like, uh, Oh, there's this, like, uh, this, this, uh, insane, like conspiracy, um, that, uh, like the, you know, these people like don't want to be caught or whatever, but they're leaving like breadcrumbs for like TikTok morons to figure out. Yeah. Like, well, what, what's it going to be? Like, I feel like they're not going to be doing this in plain sight necessarily. Yeah. I am moving on Wednesday and I ordered stuff on Wayfair and now I'm nervous it will come with a child. Well, <laughs> okay. It was, How much did you spend? Did you buy anything that was $10,000 or no, more? I didn't. Okay. No, but I kind of spent a lot on the bed. The bed was like $600. So there so. might just be, there might be like a foot in the bed or something. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Or like an, like an infant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's a small, it's like a yeah. real, like uh like um, Moses in the basket scenario or whatever yeah. who was the child in the basket was it moses am i making that up i, I think it was moses I okay think moses. I, I just I, mean, I don't know we have a lot of people we have a lot we're, of we're all we're all devout this. christians so. yeah so they'll be really pissed that i like got that wrong or whatever yeah. um but <laughs> the, yeah the, no. the, the other thing i saw with the wayfair thing was someone was like uh hold on a second waif that means like uh that means like a young like a young lady and and fair that's like a price waif fair oh my god what okay that's my favorite part of the conspiracy theory i've heard i didn't see that at all that's great so so i think what prompted it as well is that uh wayfair has like supplied shit to the the camps at the border and so people were like making the connection of like well maybe they're taking the kids from there and like selling them or something so like they wayfair has done some bad shit but i don't necessarily think they are complicit in trafficking children i think and a lot of the stuff on there is overpriced too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Even if it does so. have a kid in it, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you should be paying you can make me. one for free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so easy to do and it feels good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for uh, this. The, the news cycle this week is going to be like uh, indie band half wave changes their name due to uh, <laughs> conspiracy theory. <laughs> That's uh that's like that's just like a textbook John joke. Yeah, that was a joke for 17 people yeah. and those are the types of jokes that I land on this podcast. Yeah. That was beautiful. Uh, that people will appreciate. Well, it's been a very uh, you know, I I've been getting I've been getting some attention this week. We we have to say or at least the last couple of days since we posted the video. People are really impressed with. It. So, okay, do you want to explain I mean, exactly sure. what happened? So, yeah, this is Ginny. Sorry um, for this, but we so there's uh, um, Stefan really likes to watch uh, guys who review fast food in their car on YouTube. 
Yeah. Um, it's like kind of a thing that he's, it's like a sickness. I think. Yeah. It's one of, (laughs) one of Stefan's many illnesses. And there's this one guy in particular, uh, who calls his stream, like peep this out. And, and, uh, he's just like a very, um, disingenuous guy. Like I always compare like Ginny, you're a comedian. Like I always compare him to like people who get into stand up and you can tell that they're like only doing it because they want to be famous. Like that's like their whole thing. Like they don't really care. They don't care about the art of writing a joke. They don't, they just, for whatever reason in their warped brain think that like doing stand up is the best way to be famous, which is like basically the worst way to try to get famous. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like this guy, like he thinks that doing fast food reviews is like his way of getting. Yeah. He's not in it. He's not in it for the love of the game, which honestly sort of pisses me off, but it also is like morbidly fascinating because I don't know how insane you have to be. First of all, to review fast food in the first place if you like fast food but he's doing it because he thinks this is like the fast track to fame uh, and just to be clear it's not yeah it's so pretty you dreadful watch him. so stefan watches him so I, has yeah and then he expected already well i mean that's the thing i don't know that he knows that the majority of his fans are watching him ironically yeah um but i also don't know that he would i don't know that he would care like, I think he would just be like, well, like any views, th- those are good views, no yeah. matter what. If the numbers are going up, that's good. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I Which is feel- unhealthy. Yeah, but. You, uh, you should watch him. You should, you should watch him. Like, just, oh. just. Okay. Just, just watch any, just search Peep This Out on YouTube. Just watch any Peep This Out video. Okay. Um, you'll, you'll get the vibe. Like, you'll pick it up immediately it's impossible you'll understand what he's all about within about 20 to 30 seconds i think but john yeah so anyway we made a donor goal on patreon where if we got to a certain amount then i would do a fast food review like him um so so we did it and i i'd never had a big mac before so i had my first ever big mac uh and then yeah and then i did a fast food review of it like he would do and uh, yeah, like a lot of people are are saying that they like hate that they hate it a lot, um, but that they also love it though. That like they, <laughs> that I did like a good job, but also that it made them feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> so, is that yeah. I don't know if that's good or not, but it's been a weird yeah, it's been a weird week of people like shitting on me, but like positively. I think I that's like solid. It. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. We got lots of comments. So it's like the most comments we've ever gotten on Patreon, I think. Um, I, I like a lot. And people are really... Some people did appreciate it. I, I, we had one really good comment um, from, uh, from a guy, uh, Charles, who... Um, and not Charles, who we've had on the show before, but a different Charles. And just saying that, um, you know, he really agreed with my stance that they... So what happened was, Ginny, I hate onions. So I asked for it with no onions. And then they put onions on it. And a big thing that Peep This Out does is like he gets really mad at like the fast food workers if they screw up his order. And it's like, you know, they're making minimum wage and sacrificing themselves, uh, you know, in a pandemic to like support their families or whatever. And But he'll he'll get mad. He'll be like, I asked ask for no tomato and they put tomato on this and it sucks. So I did that with the onions. And then and then, yeah, Charles was basically like. Yeah, they should be fired. I agree. Like they should just like yeah, just fucking fire all of them. How dare they support their families? Onions are terrible. Um, and oh, and he said that he was giving us like hugs because he lives in Florida and they don't believe in social distancing in Florida. So it was just like a great, just a great message all around from from a fan of the show. I yeah, love a lot that. of engagement. 
Yeah. We, haven't, we didn't lose any donors. I don't think like, no, like we have lost donors since we posted the video, but no one expressly said like in the exit surveys, like I hated this so much that I had to like stop donating. That's I was good. a little nervous that that might happen. That's a win. I think. Yeah. That's totally a win. Yeah. So, so yeah. So Ginny, uh, like I would say, don't watch, I wouldn't say watch it to be honest. It's not, it's not like great or anything. Uh, I'd like to know your take on onions though. I'm, I go back and forth. So just any more opinions add to my, Oh, Okay. Like you, so like, so, okay. Well, explain to me, you're like, you say you go back and forth. Like, what do you mean? Like sometimes I love them like fried onions and I just like want to eat them straight. And then sometimes they just make my breath smell so bad that I think I'm never going to have them again. Cause they feel not worth it. You know, it's almost right. like Sorry, because of the bad breath, they have to be really amazing for me to think they're worth it. Gotcha. It's almost like drinking, like where people are like, Oh, I got so hung over. Right? I just couldn't even imagine drinking again. Yeah, you know, exactly. but then you're out at a bar or whatever, and your friends are having a cocktail. You're like, "Well, that looks really good, though." Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like, my life is shit. I'd like to get drunk again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are very. I don't drink anymore, but very relatable. For <laughs> I don't. I don't drink at all. So you and me are. We're on the same page here. But yeah. um, onions. Uh, I. I never. I've never liked them. To me, they're just like. It's insane. They're That's just insane. It's one thing to go back and forth on them, but just to. I mean, that's. That's bullshit, to be honest. Why? I was so, I was so, I was so mad about it. As, as like a little garnish, like I was so mad about you not getting the onions in the Big Mac because they're just like they're just there. They're just little little dots, little specks of onion, and they're totally fine. They add a nice little burst of flavor. Mm. Um, I mean, it's one thing. Look, I understand. Like, if you get a sandwich and they put like a fucking slice of like raw red onion on it, or like on a burger, like that sucks. That's very shitty. I think we can all agree with that. But like, like fried onions, you don't like fried onions, John? No, <sighs> I don't like onions in any form. This is blowing They're my gross. mind. The thing, okay, the thing for me is that they just like to me they dominate whatever they're on. Even like they the do. little specks on the Big Mac, it's like that was all I could taste. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like the taste. So when something is like, not only do I not like the taste of it, but the taste of it is very potent. That's yeah. like a bad combination. Where do you stand on garlic? Well, you know, like I'm intolerant. I, where I was intolerant. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm, Maybe I'm, that has something to do with onion because I feel like onion and garlic are yeah, like they're in the same in family. Yeah. They've just come out. I don't know if you guys have seen this. They've actually just come out. This brand uh, has come out with like uh, a line of pasta sauces and soups and stuff that have no garlic and no onions in it because apparently that's becoming like more of a not like a gluten-free, like not as bad as celiac, but apparently that the, the foods from that family are like, they're discovering they're, they're an issue that really, like they, yeah, that they, they do cause like indigestion and stuff like that in people. So garlic for me was a problem for like quite a while where I like specifically would try to avoid it and would like go to a restaurant and try to get stuff with no garlic, which is very hard to do at a restaurant. Yeah. I guess it isn't uh, everything like Jenny, where do you stand on garlic? Do you go back and forth on that? I love it. Love it. It might give me indigestion because my digestion is generally not great. And I don't know. It could be garlic, but it also does make your breast smell really bad. But garlic feels 100% worth it. Whereas onions, I'm like on the fence. Right. That's So that's a good point about the indigestion because like my diet is generally like pretty shitty. And yeah. there's a lot of shitty food I ate where I'm like, well, I don't want to give up this shitty food. So if I just eat a lot of shitty food, I assume it's just a general 
me eating all the shitty food. It's not a specific thing. So I, I can't be like, Oh, I can't, I can't uh, eat cheese anymore. You know? And like, maybe, you know, I have like 20 baby bells at like 11 PM at night. Like <laughs> that's probably, even if I'm not lactose intolerant, that's probably bad for me. Um, but like, I think that's, that's such a good strategy is just eat like shit all the time. And then you can't, you can't know that there's one specific thing maybe that you can't eat because that would just, that would just shatter me. That would destroy me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's not a bad strategy. I think the thing with garlic though, too, is like, yes, it does make your breath smell bad, especially if you have something that's like really garlicky, but chances are good. Like, okay. You won't really only care about bad breath. If you're like with a partner generally, Yeah. like, usually if you're going out for like a meal or something that has garlic, like chances are pretty good. Your partner is also getting a meal. That's fairly garlicky. Whereas like, I feel like onions, it's kind of a split. You're not necessarily like it's, it could be very common for one of you to have onions and one of you to not have onions. Whereas like, I feel like garlic, you're probably both having like enough of it that it's like not a huge deal. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know if that's a correct theory, but I think that makes sense. Jenny, one thing about the show is that we have like a lot of very stupid theories, especially like food theories and like takes. And uh, I guess this episode is no different. Um, But I think we're off to a pretty good start in terms of like dumb food takes. I I mean, my, yeah. uh, Well, what's your dumbest food take? Yeah. I'd like to know our listeners are ready for this. Um, Okay. Well, right now I'm on the keto diet, which I would consider a generally dumb take. Um, (sighs) And it's like really the worst. I don't know why I'm so on it, but I think I have this theory that like you have to just like invest a little bit of time and then like it works immediately. But I like wake up feeling like physically feeling like I just went on like a very long run. Like it's like hard to like get my legs move, like to like walk to the bathroom is hard. It's really unpleasant. Um, so I would say that's my like my dumbest food. I, I don't know what my take is on it. Maybe just that like I, I think that like any diet where you have to like moderate how much broccoli you eat is like bad. That's actually a good take though. I don't know. I I think that's a, that's a reasonable take like our, our sorts. So like, for instance, I think my most famous, uh, bad food take and John knows what it is already. I know that that we're bringing, it's been like, we've almost, it's been (laughs) so long. Talk about this. My dumbest, uh, food take is that cheese and sauce count as pizza toppings. Because if you go to like, if you go to like Domino's and order online, you have the option of not having cheese and sauce on there, which to me qualifies them as toppings. Oh, okay. I can get into that. Okay. All right. Encourage him. Okay. Thank you, Ginny. Pizza doesn't have sauce, you know? But like, yes, I know. But okay. But Ginny, like if I said to you, like. John is so mad right now. This is so fucking Okay. But this is okay. This is where it falls apart for me. Okay. So, okay, Ginny, let's say. You know, you and, uh, you know, you and your boyfriend come over to my house. You're hanging out with me and Becca. And I say, Ginny, we're going to order a pizza. What do you want on the pizza? You would never say, you would never answer the question with, well, I'd like cheese and sauce and pepperoni and green peppers and whatever. Like you would never say that. It would be implied that the cheese and the sauce is on the pizza. But again, I'm trying to I'm trying to change the conversation. Okay. <laughs> but I hate that. Why? You don't I, have to change the I agree. I agree right now. I agree right now that would not be the case. You know what I mean? I agree. <laughs> right now. I'm trying I'm about? trying to shift the Overton window, okay? You know, three three months ago you talk about abolishing the police. That's that's a no go. And now that's like that's in the that's in the center. That's that's the main thing. 
this is the, those are the two hills that you're equating with each other. This is the well, okay. The, the abolish the police and- is a bit more important. I, I will say that, but I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying, generally speaking, I'm I'm trying to just I'm just giving an example. I'm shifting the Overton window. I'm making it a I'm I'm moving the conversation in 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 the direction that I want it to. Move. Okay, but here's my question, Seth. What is like yeah. at its core? What defines a pizza? Wow. <laughs> okay. So, I, no, I think this is. I think this is. I think this is reasonable. It has to have. It has to have like a a dough base. Whether or not it's like a gluten free thing, because uh, I've seen I've seen like cauliflower based uh, uh, pizza dough, and that's to me that's not that's to me that would fall under like flatbread category. You know okay. what I mean? Um, so I think for me it has to have dough as the base and that's it <laughs> but then, whatever happens after the dough that is a pizza God, but then like everything's a pizza then so like cookies are pizza what the fuck are we talking about okay i should let me clarify it it has to, it, i should clarify first it's dough Any- that you it's dough that you like put something on top of okay <laughs> so it's not it's not cookie dough and it's and it's specifically like pizza dough. It's, yeah yeah, I think that's reasonable. If you have that if you have like a, a disc of of dough and you're going to put stuff on top of it, it's just pizza. That's not circular. Well, okay, so that's that's a good point as well because I don't make circular pizza. We don't have a at home. We've got we've just got like a tray. So I make closer to a deep dish style pizza. Um, but yeah, it it doesn't necessarily matter the shape um, as long as it's dough and you're putting stuff on top of the dough, not in the dough. Once you start putting stuff in the dough, oh, I, I guess there is stuffed crust though. <laughs> You're so what about like um, phyllo, like uh, Spanica pizza? Is that pizza? Ooh. Yeah. Your uh, whole dough theory. It's is Greek useless. pizza. It's Greek pizza. Oh, It's Greek pizza. Still pizza. What? It's Greek pizza, oh. I would say. Greek. Oh, okay. You know that like a lot of Greek restaurants serve pizza, like regular pizza. So like if you Yeah, but they me- just call it pizza. Yeah, I know. So you think that if you called a Greek restaurant, you're like, give me that Greek pizza. That they would, they give, would me the give me the Spanish order. Pizza. Oh, my God. Well, I'm, I'm trying to shift that conversation, too. Oh, okay. my God. So you so so you're so what you're saying is your mission, like what you think is important mm-hmm. is that like five years from now, if I had Ginny over <laughs> that she should have to say, well, I would like mozzarella cheese and tomato sauce plus these other toppings. Yes, that is a hundred percent correct. Okay. Well, this is bullshit. I would like, I'm to starting a, I'm starting a super pack for it. <laughs> for Christ's sake. Uh, we need to, I, I, I need to roll out of this section. I don't even have a segue. I just want to stop talking about this. So let's move on to our, you know, social. that's the best segue of all. I think sorry to interrupt you. But that was a good segue. Now, now it's not even a segue because you interrupted me. Social media updates. Play the song. <laughs> Dan playing the wrong song. That's the old song. Yeah, wow. we have a new the right one in and post. I wow. Okay. Wow, Dan. <laughs> so just leave pretend this I in. played the right one. Okay. Just... Oh, leave okay. this in. No, we're, I'm, I'm talking about it. Dan played the wrong song and he has to leave it in now. But we're going to play the new song from Ted Oliver right now. What a good segue. Boy, was it smooth. Stefan and John are going to bring you the news. Prepare for a feast of rarefied tapes. Terrible tweets from verified greats. They'll bring their personal feed to you with an update on their social, social, social media. 
see and wasn't it worth it to play that song over again beautiful <laughs> remember again you can check out his soundcloud soundcloud.com slash ted oliver i was on there some nice some chill waves some electronic music he's making and it sounds nice so thank you to ted for that uh that great theme song Ginny. we always like to start with the guest what's going on in your social media um i feel like kind of a lot although i'm now trying to take a social media break for like five days just for my mental health but i had like a pretty good week I went viral, which was exciting. Hell yeah. Tell us about let it. Me, okay. Um, the t- was, let me get it here. It's the weird. So I, I retweet the same things all the time. Like I just, cause I think it's like sort of a luck game. Like if something's like pretty funny, I feel like you just have to get it at the right time and it may go viral. So this is something I've tweeted probably like four times. The tweet is like, it's like a dialogue where I say like, I'm a writer. And then someone says, so you write. And I say, okay, let's not get married away. Um, but then what's embarrassing is that I tweet this probably like once every four months, although now that it's gone viral, I don't think I'm going to tweet it again, but like people are linking to other people who've tweeted similar things as if to try to accuse me of stealing the joke. But I think it's that they stole an earlier version of my joke, (laughs) but I don't want to say that because I don't want to admit that I just retweet the same stuff in the hopes that it'll go viral later on. Um, so that's I'm a good, letting, that's I'm a real, that's a real conundrum. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're in a pickle here. I'm just letting it be. I don't really care. If people think I'm stealing a joke. And then another, a controversial Twitter take I had that I ended up deleting, but I don't, I'm like a crazy person online. So basically when this tweet was going viral, I had decided that maybe I wanted like my feed to look better in case people were coming to visit my site and deciding whether or not to follow me. So I had this one that was getting like a lot of criticism. So I deleted it, but it, but then I put it on Instagram and it was about since, um, you guys are Canadian. It's, um, thematic. It's about how, um, I think that Michael Sarah and Timothy Chalamet look alike and, uh, okay. people hated it. Like they didn't care. They didn't care for it. Why? Like, because are they, I'm guessing it's because they're like Timothy defenders, right? Like they think like, they're Oh, Timothy, he's, he's yeah. so hot. And Michael Sarah's like a goblin or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Some of the feedback I got. So mine is a picture of the two of them. And I say, we don't talk enough about how Timothy is a young Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah's is still young, but he was like really cute when he was like younger. And now he's like a little, um, different looking, but yeah, I was getting <laughs> someone. <laughs> He's not like uncute, but I just feel like he doesn't have his like super bad type charm. Um, yeah, a comment I got was this: "Please consider the impact of your words. This hurts me." Um, <laughs> someone, someone told me that they reported it. Someone said it was nice following you, but a line has been crossed. Um, someone said, "I hate this take so much. What have you done?" <laughs> and it was only up for like forty five minutes. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, I feel like I saw it, and I also feel like I saw people get really mad at you. People were getting really mad. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable take. Like, I think maybe the way to phrase it is like that: Timothy is like a slightly hotter version of my of Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah. I have like a resentment but. towards Timothy and it's not that I don't like him or that I don't think he's hot. I, I like him and I think he's really hot, but it's like, I think he's a type that I've always thought was attractive and everyone else was like, no, like that's not what hot is. Like, you know, kind of like that sort of like aesthetic and then Timothy comes along and he just like has really good hair and everyone's like, oh no, wait, now we love this, like this look, you know? So you yeah. got it on the you got it on the ground floor basically. Yeah. And, and you're like pissed off that people are like jumping on the bandwagon. 
that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I uh, like, I would say that I would agree, like that I get what you're saying, but also the popularity of uh, the OC and Seth Cohen was really good for me, like personally yeah. as a man. Yeah. So like, I can't really say like, I can't really like, I, I want to be on your side, but also like, I love the idea that, you know, there were definitely uh, girls that were getting in on like the 70th floor with me, a yeah. person who's not famous at all, but kind of looks like a guy they like from television. Right. Uh, and that were and that was good for, that, I, you know, that worked out well for so me. Like I, I went through high school being like a total nerd and then university, I like grew my hair out a bit and, um, and wore like button up shirts. And then everyone was like, Oh my God, you look like Seth. And I was like, yeah okay yeah. great yeah Thank i feel you. like i had that uh as a kid when the page master came out <laughs> the page master what yeah. a fucking pull you want to talk about me telling jokes for 17 people <laughs> page master was that macaulay culkin as well oh yeah yeah okay that's what oh, i thought are you, are you i can't really see you are you a macaulay culkin lookalike yeah i mean i think i i, I think like a, a little bit i i have a, a good mix of like him when if like from like uh like the my girl page master era and then him from like that one picture of him where it looks like he has died <laughs> <laughs> i feel like he kind of looks like he's died like that's sort of his look he looks way yeah. better now like he looks oh, like yeah. he's doing well now he's got like a good look going now and like, yeah. I, i'm i'm sort of aspiring to hit that look but uh yeah, yeah. you got the like you you have the like uh, Ma like macaulay culkin slash gus from recess well, yeah, and it's funny you say that because I went as Gus for Halloween. I know, and it's still so good. And Every just, like, that nailed picture, it. Yeah. It makes me laugh so hard. Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> it, it's a, like, the thing with, with Timothy Chalamet that I find kind of weird is, like, <clears throat> is, is that um, I, I feel like sometimes the discourse around, like, um, uh, like, famous, attractive women is like, oh, guys just like them because they look like a little girl or whatever. You know, like, that's the criticism yes. of, like, the yeah. Britney Spears thing or, you know, it's all like, oh, yeah, like, she's hot, I guess, if you think, like, 14-year-old girls are attractive, yeah. even though the girl's, yeah. like, 22 or 23. But yeah. I feel like the same thing is happening with Timothy Chalamet. Like, I feel like he that's kind of... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, he looks like a boy, but we don't criticize. There's not that same type of criticism, I yeah. don't think of like oh you know like we just like him because he's like he's very young looking like it's yeah. a weird it's a weird thing there well i think timothy's just very like beautiful i don't i mean i'm sure he does get extremely sexualized but i feel like more than sexualized people just like comment on his he's like almost like kind of like supermodel-esque but like right. not like in a way where it's like he's kind of like a uh something you see from afar sort of he has, really, he has really good fits too. I just want to say. Oh yeah, I, I, I want to compliment his fits because don't get me wrong. He's time. a he's a very good looking guy, and also don't get me wrong. Like it it there absolutely should be a double standard because men are gross predators. But yeah. like I'm just saying that I feel like that is at least a little bit of it with him. Even I, like people got sick. turned on to him and call me by your name, where he was like with an, a much older man. Like you know, it's that yeah. kind of weird. But he does have yeah. good fits and nice hair, and he's. Yeah. For sure, a good looking man. No he question. could play, yeah, like he could play like late middle school. Well, I feel that, okay, so like Florence <laughs> Pugh, I think is so good and um, very beautiful, but like in Little Women, she does play a 12 year old for a lot of it. And she's like dating Zach Braff, which I just find uh, it's like he's in his 40s. I don't think he should play someone who can con date someone who can convincingly be 12, you know, like that's, yeah, even though she's not, she's like in her mid 20s, early 20s, but yeah. 
Yeah, Zach Braff. It's been a long time since Zach Braff could convincingly play 12. Right. We can we can put it in those terms. Yeah. I think what it is, though, is that he just ordered like a really nice cabinet off Wayfair. And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stephen, what's going on on your social media? So I don't know if you guys have seen this, but um, our, our friend Sex J uh, at Hillary OnlyFans on Twitter has been following... Um, the escapades of people going back to Disney World and streaming it. Oh my god! Um, and it's like obviously just a total disaster. Like you guys probably saw um, the Disney World Twitter account tweeting out the video, like the welcome back video, where all yeah. their employees were were wearing masks, and it was just yeah. like super like dystopian and like terrifying. Yeah. Um, and so people are going back and they're live streaming it. And it's just like clearly a total disaster. Like, you know, people aren't social distancing. People aren't people. There are people wearing masks. There are people distancing, but there's a lot of people who aren't wearing masks and aren't distancing. Um, and there are two people in particular who uh, have been like complaining about having like coughs and like shortness of breath and sore throats and stuff. And are just like still going back to the park and still live streaming it. Um, and the excuse apparently is that they uh, one of them is like allergic to like tree nuts or something and got like ice cream that had it in there. Um, and that's why they, they got sick. It was, is from that. But like apparently on the live stream, they like read out the ingredients of the, of the ice cream they were ordering like live on the stream and like said that there were like cashews in it and like were just ordered it and we're fine anyway, but we have a video of it. I don't know if you have it ready, Dan. Um, I've got the audio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these are the two streamers who are at Disney World right, like right now, like as we're recording this, they're there right now. They've been there for like two or three days since it opened up. Um, I mean, well, they're I adult, should adult Disney too, fans. So. They're like, yeah, they're like, I think we should say because I didn't really realize this. Seeing like Sex J uh, tweet about it, I didn't really realize that um, they're like in their what would you say like early 50s early 50s probably women white women and they're they, they have like the one woman's like thing online is that she she like calls herself like the adult disney lover or whatever like that's like her whole like there's a clip of her talking about how she wants to buy like disney uh like silverware in china for her house because she doesn't have it and she wants it to look like when people come over she wants it to look like the beauty and the beast feast or like she's just one of these like psychos that is like anything disney makes she wants to buy and put in her house and so that was like weird because for some reason when i was reading it i wasn't picturing like older women because i think when you think of streaming you don't think of like mm -hmm. yeah oh there's these old women like doing a twitch stream um, so, but yeah. they, so I'll, I'll just say this as well. They're at the point where, uh, on their live stream, they have banned any mention of COVID or coronavirus because uh, not only are they coughing, but like there's other people walking around like visibly coughing. And if people are like, Oh, that person's coughing, they have COVID. They get like banned from the stream immediately. Yeah. Very cool. Just stuff. completely insane. Um, but here's, here's the audio for, uh, for part of their stream. Okay. So. She's not feeling good, so we're coming back over here just to make sure. Robin's blood pressure went up to 177 over 120. She was violently vomiting. Super sick, y'all. Super sick. And they took great care of you. Yep. I went and got her clean, brand new clothes. They didn't want me to leave. 
shop. Yeah. They wanted to take they wanted to, and I was She like, was ah. being stubborn and wouldn't go to the hospital. Um, no way. Listen, <laughs> if anybody else asks about Robin having COVID-19, you, you're going to be not in the group anymore. I've already clearly stated what was wrong with Robin. Robin would not be in this park if she had COVID-19. Even one symptom of it. But she has one symptom of it. Yeah, like up even if, symptom even, of it. Even if you are like a hundred percent sure that it's allergies or it's an allergic reaction, like still don't. First of all, don't go back to Disney World. First, yeah. of all. like just in the first, like start at starting at at step one. Don't go back to Disney. Step one, don't be in Florida. Step two, if you're in Florida, don't go to Disney World. Step step three, if you feel sick at all, even if you're like a hundred percent sure it's from something you ate. Like just at that point, just leave because you're going to be, it's just, it's so mind blowing to me. I'm also just like, I'm not a good puker. Like if I throw up, I'm in bed for at least a day. I'm not just, I mean, I just don't throw up that much. So when I do, I'm like, it's an event. I'm like, I'm, I need a day off. Like I I never puke and I'm like, okay, here's how I'm going to rally. Spend the next day on my feet for 12 hours at Disney world in the middle of a global pandemic. It's just insane shit. I just don't think people should go to Disney world. Like what is there for, I don't know. There's nothing fun there. You wait in line. It's hot. If you have kids, I think maybe that's one thing, you know, but, and like, I think obviously um it's it's almost like cliche at this point to like rag on adult disney fans but they get ragged on a lot for a reason uh because they suck well i don't care if they're into like watching disney i don't what is it disney plus i don't even know but yeah like watching disney movies i feel like it's fine but i just like don't see the appeal of amusement parks whatsoever yeah, me neither. I don't like rides and I don't. Yeah, yeah it just it, like I get I, I totally agree. And it just is. It's also the weirdest like it, it feels very um, American in some ways, but I'm sure it, it'll be true in Canada. Like as soon as we can go to a hockey game up here, or, like we'll be rushing to go or whatever. But there just seems this like subset of people who are like, I got to prove COVID-19 wrong. I got to yeah. prove it wrong. You know, I got, I don't, it's like, they believe it. Like it's, they're not the type of people who don't think it's real. Like they believe it's real and they believe it's happening, but they also believe like, you're not going to control my life. And it's really weird. If the like statement that you're going to make about COVID not controlling your life is I'm going to Disney world. That's the first yeah. place I'm fucking going. I'm going yeah. to the state that has the most COVID cases. I'm going, I'm, I'm spending three days in there. I don't give a fuck what else is going on. There's going to be people who have it at the park for sure, but I don't care because COVID can't control my life. I need to ride the teacups. It's, been <laughs> six months. it's just so, it's so selfish too, because like, even if they, obviously, even if they don't get sick, like that's the big problem is even if they don't get sick, they're going to get someone else sick. Like most likely someone who is potentially like trying to avoid it or like has to work there and has to go to work because they're not, they, they, they don't have uh, their you know, living paycheck to paycheck and they absolutely have to go to work. And then you have these dickheads coming in and getting them sick. Like, it's just, ugh, it's so brutal. I hate it so much. Yeah. So don't, don't go to Disney world, please. Or even California Adventureland or even Knott's Berry farm. Just stay away. Please. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like for our listeners, like telling them not to go outside, they're like, yeah, obviously I was already. <laughs> yeah. Outside, so Disneyland, are you kidding me? Crowd? Yeah, that's no a good way. point. 
Yeah. <laughs> John, what's going on in your social media? Well, uh, ladies uh, and gentlemen, I also this week went viral, but not really, not nearly as viral as Ginny went. And once again, I have gone viral for nothing that was my own uh, content <laughs> or idea. I'm very good at that. Um, so yeah, so I tweeted, uh, G- uh, Becca and I have been watching Jeopardy on Netflix uh, recently because there's no new episodes of Jeopardy right now because of the pandemic. And you want to talk about the pandemic affecting people's lives. Me not having <laughs> new Jeopardy is like, and I don't say shit about it, but it's affecting me. So we, so Netflix uh, airs these like collections on Jeopardy. That's, you know, so they'll just be, it'll either be like the three collections they have up right now are like two people who went on like long runs on the program. And then one is called the Celebrate Alex collection. And it seems like every game they've chosen is just a category where Alex Trebek has gone somewhere and done like video clues from that location. So it'll be like, oh, Alex is at the US Navy base in Japan. And here's some stuff he's talking about or whatever. So anyway, for whatever reason, one of the episodes was from 2007. Uh, and if you don't watch Jeopardy, uh, you know, I think you're at least most people are familiar with the concept that whoever has the most money on the show gets to come back the next day and they face off against two challengers. So the rule on Jeopardy used to be that in the case of a tie, both of the people would be declared champion. They would get to keep their money and they would both come back the next day. That was always the rule with a tie. Didn't happen. I mean, we're talking like this didn't even happen once a year. This is like once every like two or three years, there would be a tie. So uh, in 2007, while this is still the rule, uh, there's a final Jeopardy uh, going into final Jeopardy. Two of the contestants have $8,000 and one of the contestants has $13,400. So the guy who has 13,400 realizes that if both of the contestants who have 8,000 bid all of their money and he bids 2,600 instead of 2,601, it would become you know, customary to bid 2,601 to beat them by a dollar. But he realized if I bid just 2,600, we'd have a three-way tie, which would be the first time this happens in Jeopardy history. And we would all get paid, right? Because that's the other thing too. If you come second, you get $2,000. If you come third, you get 1,000, no matter how much money you win. So he does that. Instead of bidding 2601, he bids 2600. All three of them get it right. All three of them tie with 16,000. So like this is obviously like the coolest thing that's ever happened. I I I forgot that it happened. I'm like watching it on Netflix. I'm like I'm flipping out. I'm like this is so <laughs> sick. What a nice guy. This guy's so cool. And like he pulls this badass move or like after the guy so that the first guy they ask they look at his final Jeopardy answer, he gets up to 16,000. When the second guy gets his answer to go up to 16,000. He, the guy with 13,400 turns to the other two and says, you're welcome, <laughs> which is like <laughs> badass as fuck. And they interviewed him after. And he was like, he's like, you know, a lot of people come and go on jeopardy. I just thought it would be cool to be remembered for being a part of the three-way tie. Like I will always be in the jeopardy archive for that. And it also felt like an opportunity to just give away $32,000. Like how, how, when would you ever have that opportunity in life that you can give away $32,000? It's not even your own money. Sick as hell. Anyway, I tweet this. I posted a screen recording of it. It went semi-viral. And then, uh, it was good. It was fun. Cause like a lot of people were like, Oh, this guy's a King. This is King shit. What a fucking awesome guy. But I definitely got like a handful of responses where people were like, 
this guy's a fucking cuck. What a stupid move. You got to try and win Jeopardy. This is a, what a fucking loser. You know, this is like everyone who thinks that this is cool. This is bullshit. You know, and I'm like, what's what's wrong with your life? Like, what is going on in if your you, life? If you look below the replies, it says uh, tweeted from Disney World. So. <laughs> That's the location tag. Oh, yeah. I see it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, the Jeffrey Roll, yeah. Yeah, so the, it's just like, it was very bizarre that like there were at least a handful of people who quote tweeted it being like, oh, like I think this John Cullen guy thinks this is like a nice story, but I just see a fucking wuss with no balls, you know, or whatever. And you're like, oh my God. It was truly, uh, it was truly majestic, you know? It's I just a, love, yeah. You can There's really no never, you can never predict your replies when something like that goes off. Yeah. Never. What There's, were your replies like, Ginny, on your like writer one? Like you said, people were saying that you copied it, but like, what were some of the other like stupid things people were saying about it? I yeah, only fortunately, like only one person said I copied it, and the tweet they quoted to was like it had like five likes, but um, the uh, a lot of people were just like doing their own version of it, which I really hate. Like people oh, just like yeah. riffing on the joke, and that just like. I didn't read that many of the replies because um, there were a lot of them, fortunately, because, uh, but like what, when my tweets don't go viral, I often read all the replies and I want to like bang my head against a wall. Um, yeah, but it's like these days on Twitter, it's really impossible to not offend someone. Like I tweeted like the dumbest thing that was like, I can, you know, I want a bra to cover my tits and they're actually nice. So like you can wear a mask, like something so innocuous <laughs> and it's like, just like stupid. And this woman was like, this is classic white feminism. And I was like, this isn't about feminism at all. Like, it's, just <laughs> like, it's just so, I have no idea how to not offend anyone on Twitter. And that's why I'm trying to take a break. But people will be mad no matter what you do. Well, I think it's also funny. Like your tweet was a very clear joke format. Like there's not really a way that you could alter it aside from just changing the occupation. That's like, exactly I'm sure people were like, oh, they just did the exact same tweet, but like just replace writer with actor or whatever. That's really what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, that's not even, you're not even punching up the joke. You're just no. doing the same joke, but you changed one of the details of it. That's not how joke writing works. Yeah. My, my favorite example, though, of people getting offended by anything is my friend Hannah tweeted something that went extremely viral that was like, um, I just joked to my 88 year old grandpa that we're the only two single people at our family reunion. And he said, seriously, that that's because his wife had died. And <laughs> it was like, I mean, it, it went extremely viral. And one woman commented, I actually don't think you should call someone single if they're a widow. Like you have to, like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's wrong. And you have to like, let them decide whether or not they're single. Like it's not up to you to say. <laughs> oh my God. That's the big takeaway from that tweet. Yes, you exactly. mislabeled this widow. <laughs> so oh man. That's I think, uh, I think my best reply, I just like have, have muted. Like I only get notifications from people that I follow because otherwise it's just like a disaster area. But the best replies I've ever gotten was I did a, uh, I did like a Photoshop of like a Google search page result page there was a thing going around where uh, if you searched for a certain term, it would like automatically um, change it to be like, Hey, like, are you looking like, do you need like help or something? Like, are you looking, do you need like, do you need uh, someone to call or something like that? So I did one where if you searched uh, the term, how to join ISIS, uh, it would direct the results to an image search for the world's tiniest horse. 
um, which just to be clear, that's not true. But like <laughs> thousands of teenagers started doing it. And then replying to me being like, oh, I shouldn't have Googled that. I shouldn't have Googled how to join ISIS. Oh, my God. And so I think that was my favorite moment was just tricking thousands of teens uh, into Googling how to join ISIS to the point where if you searched like Google Trends for that like week, there was like a very visible spike in people searching how to join ISIS. That's amazing. You've impacted the youth. I've impacted probably like the NSA as well. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I'm surprised the U.S. government didn't come after you for that. I mean, I, presumably they saw it and were like, oh, okay, well, this is where I came from. So whatever. But <laughs> oh, Who cares? This guy was just making a tiny horse joke. I'm sure like it, some you know, red flags did pop up at the NSA and the, and the CIA. So proud well, of myself. Speaking of red flags, let's move on to our block tale. What did you tweet? You brought receipts. Block tale. Woo! No longer can see the post. It's a block tail. Woo! You probably deserved it. It's a block tail. Ginny, what do you have for us? Okay, so the craziest guy I blocked um, is this guy named John Figura. And I'm like nervous that I even just said his full name because I think he may- maybe still searches me all the time. But basically, like, <laughs> I have an issue with people who I just really get mad at in the comments a lot. And I feel like people know this and should just know to not comment on my tweets. But um, sometimes like if someone just makes like a gross, like he just said something like kind of weirdly sexual about on a tweet that like wasn't that sexual. And he's just this like older guy. And I just thought it was gross. And I just wrote like, this is rude, which I just do that without thinking. I don't know. I think it's kind of funny to just, if people comment on my tweets, I feel like they're, I'm allowed to just respond like that because it's my tweet. You know what I mean? Like I don't like attack random people on Twitter, but when they come to me, I'm like, okay, I can tell them that they're being rude. So I wrote that and I didn't think anything of it. And then like three days later, I got like, like a 1200 word (laughs) dm oh my god that unfortunately i i think i deleted because it actually was like quite upsetting like parts of it and i tweeted out some of it and then like deleted it but like at one point he was like i'm like sober and i like write about that and stuff and he was like maybe when you were drinking you weren't such a bitch and like oh. it was like <laughs> he like he was like i can't believe you had the audacity to tell me off in front of your like fifty-two thousand twitter followers and i was like you commented on my tweet that all my followers could see like with some weird like sexual thing. Um, and it, it was so long. I can't even remember what else he said, but it was like, um, like, I don't, you just feel like entitled to like, you know, run people off the internet if you want to and like ruin their lives just by, just because they want to interact with one of your tweets. Like, I don't understand. Like you tweet all the time about, or like, oh, he said something that was like, if I wanted pornography, I would go to Pornhub in reference to my content, I guess. Um, or like, he was like, um, you know, a lot of your stuff offends me and I never say anything because it's, or like a lot of your stuff is so sexual that it offends me and I never say anything. And I was like, you can just unfollow me if it offends <laughs> you. Like, I don't understand. That's what I want people to do. I, I say that all the time. Um, and I didn't respond and I blocked him. And then maybe like a week later, I get this like extremely long apology email that like he that I also don't have, unfortunately. And I was trying to find screenshots because I know I had said it to my friends, but um, he says like, you know, he's like a recovering alcoholic and he like 
just describes going through like you know like how this is all like how I've like really factored into like his recovery and stuff which I don't really want to like ever like get in the way it's you know what I mean it's like if someone's recovering and they're doing crazy things like they can do crazy things but this email was just like really beyond insane and he like made these like kind of gross comments about my appearance and it also like and he's and I didn't know anything about him like I hadn't looked at his Twitter page or whatever but he said something like if I were like I wish I had met a woman like you when I was like 40 years younger um and then I looked him up and he's like in his 70s um, oh my yeah. god oh no it's so weird I didn't respond to that one either but this is the one I do have saved which came three months later um, he tweeted or he emailed me again from a different email address because I had blocked the email address. And he said, Oh my God, Ginny, you still have me blocked. So I cannot read your tweets, but I hope you are well. Almost five months of sobriety for me now. Maybe this COVID-19 thing will go away soon. So comics and actors like yourself can get back to work. I offer you peace and love. Take care, John, which is like, so it's weird. For one thing, I'm not an actor. I found it a little bit like a lot to email me and tell me that I was unemployed or something or like didn't have work. But it just felt very like he's not really thinks he actually knows about me. Um, And uh, and I also like I don't I don't go through my block list and unblock people. And you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm putting them in purgatory. Like I I block them and I forget about it. Like, I don't um, I wouldn't unblock someone. Um, But. Yeah, I didn't respond to that either when I blocked the new email address and I haven't heard from him since. So hopefully it's over. Um, but it was very creepy. Yikes. I feel like well, 70 year old people just shouldn't have Twitter just as like a general rule. Like, what are you doing on there? There's nothing there's nothing for you here. I yeah, think I they, they should they should have an account, but they shouldn't actually be allowed to like reply or post. They could just like fave or retweet stuff. Yeah, and the DM was very, like, sexual. Or One of the emails, and I didn't realize until I got to the bottom that it was, like, an older, much older man. Right. It definitely seems like he he was approaching you with, like, that kind of energy. Like, he didn't really... It seems like... I, I feel like if you're, like, 70 and you don't really understand online, then, like, any interaction you're having with a younger woman is, like, probably just inappropriate, like, on its face. Yeah. And then to like, you know, escalate it even more by be by kind of almost telling you that like you're you're like porn like either be porn or don't be porn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's very weird. Like yeah. either get naked on your account or like be be a, a, a like a bible account. I don't want <laughs> there's no in between, yeah. Jimmy, okay? Yeah. 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 So <sighs> so odd. I I yeah, I can't and I also the like the following up with emails is weird too. I yeah, always feel really, like if something happens on Twitter, it happens on like what happens on sh- yeah. Twitter should stay on Twitter. I mean, that's a yeah. classic 70 year old move right there. True. Yeah. Is wanting to email someone. The yeah. worst thing in the world, writing an email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And these messages were all like very long other than the follow up that he sent me like two months ago. But um, yeah, like extremely and I felt bad knowing that like something I had thought nothing about like I will comment like rude on just like random comments on my tweets all the time although I kind of have stopped just because I think it's like a waste of time but I felt bad that it had like affected him so much yeah but he could be lying about that also that's true yeah so I think that's that's like the approach I would take I'd be like oh, he's just lying about all of this yeah. so whatever you don't know <laughs> you don't owe this guy anything yeah one thing I think is like kind of interesting though is that like 
I don't really know who the people replying on my tweets are. Like, I wouldn't reply to my tweets. Like, I wouldn't recognize their handles, really, unless they're, like, they're doing it all the time. But with him, like, I definitely, like, he's, like, launched himself into my memory. You know, like, he kind of, like, did effectively, like, make himself, like, a person in my life who I'm going to, like, remember, <laughs> which m- might have been his goal. Right. Well, yeah, in, the t- in the title of the episode, we could just call him a Twitter weirdo or something. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we yeah. will. We'll, we yeah. won't say his name. He, se- he seems like a Twitter weirdo. So yeah. um, you you blocked him on uh, on multiple accounts. And we have a listener block that did the same thing here. Uh, this one comes in from Ryan, who said he was double blocked by Jeff Tiedrich. Or Tiedrich. Oh, that's the that's one of the that's the Trump reply guy who looks like Eric Clapton. Correct. Yes. Wow. So yeah. So Ryan says, uh, "Hi Dan, John, and Stefan. I got blocked on two accounts from Jeff Tiedrich, uh, the centrist lip, the centrist lib dipshit. To say that five times fast, <laughs> who is always the first person to reply to Trump with some limp insult. I decided to be the reply guy's reply guy." Rep- Holy fuck. Wow. Do you want to take this again? Yeah, this is fucking, we got to erase this. This is, uh, (laughs) I decided to be the reply guys, reply guy and reply to Jeff whenever he posted. Okay, that was, you know what? I'm like, I'm giving myself a pass. That was not that was good. That's, to that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. After a few days and a hashtag, fuck that guy, Jeff, that could be read as me agreeing with Jeff, fuck that guy, Trump, or fuck Jeff. I finally caught the block. I immediately went to my alt account and asked him why he blocked me and finally just <laughs> told him he fucking sucked. Keep up the great work. And he attached the screen caps here. So, uh, yeah, so Jeff replied to Trump and he, he wrote, friends and followers, can I ask a favor? We're in the second week of some necessary fundraising over at Smirking Chimp, the politics website <laughs> I publish. <laughs> Come on, dude. Yeah, no, I'm not even joking. It's uh, he's got a screen cap here of uh, of the so the website is called smirkingchimp.com. The title says help fight stupid. And it's two FBI guys leading a guy in a suit out of a courthouse. And he's photoshopped Trump's head onto the guy that they're very, very good, very, very good. classic. So he says, yeah, we depend entirely on the good folks who donate. Can you spare $5 or $1 to help click below and thanks. And then uh, Ryan wrote, Jeff, the work you do is so important. Only you can bring down Trump. And then he wrote, <laughs> hashtag, fuck this guy, Jeff. And then Jeff block, and then he's got the screen cap of Jeff blocking him. And then he went over to his alt account. And then again, the question was like, can you spare $5 or $1 to help? And Ryan writes, nah, you fucking suck, dude. No offense. Uh, and then Jeff blocked him uh, on that account as well. So <laughs> A fantastic double block from Ryan. Well done, sir. Thank you uh, for sending that in. If you, work, Ryan. if you have been blocked and you want to send it in, you can do so at blocked at blockedparty.com or you can just go to blockedparty.com. We have a, a form on the site where you can uh, send it in. Either way is fine and it may get read on the show. If you want to donate to the show, you can do so at blocked, uh, sorry, at patreon.com slash blockedparty uh, where $5 a month gets you access to three bonus episodes every single month, including that peep this out bonus that we just talked about. Hi, take a look at this. Uh, can I get a, can I get a Big Mac um, with no lettuce and no onions, please? Awesome. Thank you. I just hate onions. So yeah, that's it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, This month, we've got a mailbag episode coming out this week. We've got a a cameo episode coming out later this month with some very special guests. Uh, It's going to be a big month over at uh, Block Party. And we are getting close. We don't talk about this enough. The smoothie. 
True. Yeah. We're so getting we, close at, at the, what, what, what's the number for it? Uh, 8799 in honor of Sidney Crosby and Wayne Gretzky. Okay. So, uh, and, yeah. When we get there, we are going to drink the Canadian smoothie that was inspired by Ben Barch's uh, weirdo football preparation smoothie. So I think it's got like Timbits and maple syrup and poutine in it or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be really nasty. Yeah. So. I've purposely not looked at the ingredients. So that's coming up too. We're getting, yeah, we are, as Stefan said, we're, we're probably about uh, maybe a thousand dollars or so away from that. Uh, and we're, we're going to revamp the studio as well coming up soon. All of your money uh, helps us out with that. So, so yeah, so donate to the show, patreon.com slash block party. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at blocked party pod. Uh, before we finish the show, Ginny, we always like to end off with a top three suggested by our guest. Uh, what topic do you uh, would you like us to discuss? Um, yeah, so I thought like thematically, since you guys are Canadian, which I guess isn't a theme because you're always Canadian, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't talk to Canadians every day. Um, I wanted to do the top three Michael Sarah movies. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Can, now, can I do can I do TV shows as well? Just yeah, to, just to open it up. You can even do plays. You know, he's in plays. <laughs> okay, Hell yeah. Commercials. Do the the web series he did with Clark Duke. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah, okay. uh, Ginny, do you want to start with your number three? Okay, yeah, my number three is a small movie. It's called Hits. It's directed by, written and directed by David Cross. Have you guys seen it or heard of it? No. It kind of reminds me what you were saying about the fast food guy, where it is like. It's like set in a small town in upstate New York and this guy like goes on rants at city hall, like at city council meetings about like potholes and stuff. And he goes extremely viral all the time because people are making fun of him. But the people in the town don't realize that that's why he's going viral. And then his daughter is like obsessed with trying to become a celebrity. Like she really wants to be on The Voice. So she um, wants to like basically copy her dad to get like notoriety online. And then it, it like devolves into her like... Um, uh, like she just like shoots up the town. She doesn't even, she kind of like threatens to, but she does go extremely viral. Um, and uh, it's really dark and really funny. And Michael Sarah's in it. He's not that big of a part, but he's like very good in the small part he plays. Nice. That sounds crazy. And good. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go for my number three. This is a very small role, but he plays a young Sam Rockwell in the movie Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is yeah. a wonderful movie. Uh, it's a Sam Rockwell plays like a game show host, Chuck Barris, who claims to have been a CIA hitman. Uh, directed by George Clooney, uh, very good movie, uh, and he plays young Sam Rockwell. Not in it for that long, but uh, because I like the movie, that's gonna be my number three. Um, okay, my number three. I feel like all three of my choices are gonna reveal that I don't really watch movies that much. <laughs> Um, because I think they're all like pretty standard choices, but in any case, my number three is Juno. Um, I loved that movie. I, I feel like I probably would still like it. I haven't seen it in like 10 years, but, uh, I especially like the character he plays. There's one, like I'm not, so Ginny, I barely watch movies. I watch maybe like five movies a year. Um, and I'm not a movie quote guy, obviously. Uh, but one movie quote I always remember, cause I do feel like it very accurately, uh, is like very accurately mirrors my own thoughts about life where Juno's like kind of ranting to Polly Bleeker about like after she gets pregnant or whatever. And she says, and she's like talking about how awesome he is. And she's like, and you're so cool and you don't even try. 
And then he's like, I try really hard actually. Um, and I feel like that is like my entire ethos is like, I, I don't think people think I'm effortlessly cool, but if they did, uh, I feel like it's like, no, I'm really trying hard all the time yeah. to appear cool. Um, so yeah, so that's my number three, your number two, Ginny. Um, okay. Well, I was going to say super bad cause I think it's a classic. But since we're doing all Michael Sarah content, this might not be my second favorite. I just feel like it should be called to people's attention. He made this video. Do you remember when Christian Bale flipped out a, a director and it was like caught up? He made a video like making fun of it. <laughs> it's like very hard to tell <laughs> to tell at first whether or not he's like actually flipping out at the whole cast versus like it just being um, a joke. And it's like extremely uncomfortable because I think people felt like one really know what. Michael Sarah's actual personality is like he plays such a distinct character that <laughs> you're watching you're like maybe he does have these like horrible anger problems um at some point he just kind of like starts crying about like what he he has seen them write on the call sheet about him and how he's like the whole crew is fucking writing gossip about my lunch orders every day and I have to read it and I have to come into work and I get no respect <laughs> and at one point he like puts on a bathrobe and like storms out um it's just really funny and like very awkward Nice. It's probably not overall well, as good as Superbad. I just think it's like some underrated Michael Sarah content. Yeah. So in a similar vein, my number two is when he did like the Jersey Shore thing oh, where yeah. he like he goes to like film like a, a day with the Jersey Shore crew or whatever. Uh, and they like give him like the full makeover and everything like the, the hair gets blown out and he gets <laughs> he gets the, the fake tan and stuff. And it just I mean, it, just the picture of him with like uh, Wow. And Snooki is the is like the funniest thing in the world. He's wearing, I'm assuming it's like an Ed Hardy shirt or like an Affliction shirt with a big like tiger on it, and he's got just the hair, and he looks awful. Um, and it's just Michael Sarah as a Jersey Shore guy, and it's uh, it's very very funny. And that's my number two. Yeah. Uh, my number two is uh, Youth in Revolt. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked that. I feel I felt like it was a kind of a cool at the time. Michael Sarah was like, yeah, getting known for like Juno and Arrested Development, and uh, he plays this like character where he has like an alter ego, like a sort of villain alter ego with like a wispy mustache and a French accent, uh, and he's like trying to date this like girl that he's in love with. And, um, yeah, it was just like one of those things. I feel like not a ton of people really saw it, but it was really good. I liked it a lot. And, um, I think it's on like Amazon prime or something. And I keep meaning to rewatch it. Cause I really liked it. I saw it in theaters, I think, cause I was just a huge, uh, arrested development and Michael Sarah fan, but, but yeah, it was awesome. He was really funny in it. I, I thought it was like kind of one of those underrated comedies that not a lot of people talk about, but is very good. All yeah. right. Ginny, you're, you're number one. Okay. My number one is Juno. And just maybe one of my top 20 favorite movies ever, maybe even top 15. Um, I love the soundtrack. I feel like I still regularly listen to the soundtrack. Um, it's just like a very sweet movie. And I think it almost like, I feel like Michael Sarah got kind of like passed over at being like a rom-com star, which I sort of get, but he's so good in that. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like he could have, he, it, it showed range in a way, like a lot of his stuff doesn't like, and he's just very vulnerable and sweet. I think it's really good and obviously really funny. Yeah, good choice. Yeah. Okay, my number one, uh, a, a, another very brief role, but he plays uh, Andy and Lucy's son on season three of Twin Peaks. Oh, uh, yeah. And his name on there is Wally Brando because he does, he's constantly doing a Marlon Brando impression and it's just like a really bad Marlon Brando impression. Um, 
and he just looks so funny. He's wearing like the the hat and he's got like the the motorcycle jacket on and it's just Michael Sarah trying to act like this like tough motorcycle guy, Marlon Brando and yeah. uh it's incredible. He's he's in it. He's in the the episode for like 3 minutes and he steals the entire uh the entire episode and it's it's amazing. Uh, okay, my number one. I feel like people are going to be really mad that Scott Pilgrim versus the World did not make it. On I know. Earth. I almost put it on yeah. my list. from any of us. So I just want to, you know, before you nerds get pissed off, uh, we all liked it. Obviously, it's yeah, a great I liked movie. It a lot. Uh, but my number one is super bad. Has to yeah. be. Um, yeah. It's just one of my favorite movies ever. Um, you know, we talked about there was that kind of like. Uh, you know, stupid, like one of those stupid Twitter questions or whatever. That was like, what's the hardest you've ever laughed in the theater? And I said, like, if you didn't answer jackass, you're a cop. Uh, but like, I think the second is super bad for me. I saw super bad in theaters the day it came out. And it was like, yeah. people yeah. were just losing their mind at that. Like, it was such a like, it felt because it came out, I was probably, I don't know, 20. 1 22 when did it come out 07 08 it was 07 yeah yeah so i was 22 so it's like the perfect like you know i'm just finishing university so i'm like far enough away from high school that i can like kind of analyze my own high school experience and like it just and the fact that it was like written by canadian guys michael sarah's canadian there's just something there was there was a bit of a like canadian vibe to it in a weird way that i think i really like leveled with and um, yeah, it just just so funny. I, I absolutely loved it, and I still love it. It holds up great. Like I watched it, really it yeah. like yeah. in the last year, and it was so funny and and fantastic. So, uh, yeah. So that was that's my number one. Super bad. Pretty pretty slam dunk choices from me. But sometimes you just got to go with your heart, you know. No, those are the classics, and we also passed yeah. over Arrested Development, I guess, which he's also great in. Yeah, that's incredible. true. Yeah, he's yeah. very good in that. Stefan's like, oh, can we open it up to TV so there's more roles? And he's like, uh, yeah, my number one is this uh, role you played for three minutes. <laughs> it's it's so good, though. It really is so good. Oh, I believe Actually, it. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Ginny, for being on the show. Uh, before we go, is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, maybe it's just my Twitter. It's Ginny Hogan underscore. Um, I tweet a lot. So if you think it's too much, just tolerate it because I don't want to get muted. And, um, <laughs> And you have a book. You have a book as well. Oh, it's called Toxic Femininity in the Workplace. And it's my like linked my link on my Twitter. Perfect. So there you go. Follow Ginny on Twitter. Buy her book. Uh, and don't get mad when she tweets too much. Yes. Uh, you're a yeah. fantastic guest, Ginny. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thanks, Ginny. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. We got a lot of new donations with the Peep This Out video. We really appreciate it. Again, you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash block party. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at block party pod. We'll see you back here next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me.